Welcome to Equanimity Forum. Uh, this is episode number four, Finding Community Through Practice with Carl Four. And um, Carl is my dear friend, mentor, and, and yoga teacher. So we met uh, when I was supposed to teach a, uh, a workshop at the festival that Carl co-founded called, called Stretch. Uh, uh, sorry, EXA, EXA, that's it. Stretch is another, another community. And um, yeah, and, and funny enough, at that time, I wasn't not really much into yoga at all, but uh, it, was a, it was a cool experience of um, trying out yoga in such an environment, which was totally different than not really how I experienced it before. And this time it was much more about somatic experiencing in the body. And, uh, and up until then, I was really into training with weights and, and in really in sets and reps mindset. And so that was a really big shift. And, and funny enough, after attending that initial class at the festival, less than a year later, I, I already did the teacher training with Carl and, and, and it was part of the community at Stretch, which is, which is his yoga studio and, and it was practicing. So that was a, a very interesting transition for me personally in, in how, how knowing Carl has, has changed my perspective on movement and, and physical culture. And, and for me, Stretch became uh, important community hub in East London and funny enough uh, like going on walks around the Broadway market sometimes I'm with friends and 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 they're surprised how many people how many familiar people I meet on the street and it's all due to uh, due to stretch and it's, I'm really um, impressed and amazed how you Carl with, with Sophie have created the, the the community vibe as you did which is amazing and um yeah, so I guess that's my some sort of introduction. And now, how would you describe yourself and what you do, Carl? Hi, thank you, thank you, Arthur. Thanks for having me um, on the podcast. I appreciate that. Um, I uh, well, I guess I'm I'm uh, I'm a yoga teacher amongst other things. I I also train yoga teachers to teach, and I've been running Stretch now with my wife Sophie for eight years. So we've had. Um, this place just off Broadway Market in Hackney um, for a good while. Um, and I guess it's, it's, I like to think that it's a different kind of place than, than most yoga studios. I, I think when we started at least, yoga was very, um, well, to be honest, it was quite serious. Mm. You know, it was quite a serious business. And my experience of going to, you know, dedicated yoga studios was one where you'd go and you'd almost have this sort of kind of quiet sort of piousness about, about you and everyone was like very, you know, nice and um, um, you didn't go there to, 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 to hang out or meet people or, or, or chat really. And um, it was like, for me anyway, it was like stepping into like someone else's house party. Mm-hmm. We didn't feel like you could really leave your bag there and feel comfortable about it. You were just sort of a bit, uh, you always, always felt like a, very much like a guest in the halls, you know? So what I wanted to create was a place where um, people can really relax. I come from my background before yoga was music and uh, nightclubs and DJing and uh, producing. So, you know, I've got that very much kind of like um, mid-90s 
rave philosophy about me you know it's like one one people one feeling you know everyone come together you know inequality and 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 um you know connection so we wanted to put that into put a nightclub in a yoga studio and i think that's what we've done <laughs> it definitely succeeded at that and um so was this community aspect was this kind of laid at the beginning of the stretch I, when you were planning creating your own studio creating your space were you actively thinking of of community has to be one of the you know core principles of this or it's something that kind of formed and developed over time how was the initial plan for you well it, I, I think it, it, it i think it was um it was definitely a seed to what we wanted to do stretch it was definitely a seed i think when i came off my teacher training um i realized you know through my yoga journey that i was i was quite stiff you know mm. like my body was quite stiff from years of um not particularly uh, being very much embodied and paying attention to you know certain aspects of being human and um one of my early vocations in in teaching yoga and sharing yoga was to uh get together groups of men and in particular DJs and producers mm. that had done a similar thing in their lifetime you know so um what i became aware of was access and inclusion and you know i started bringing yoga to people who were outside of that that yoga world and the yoga world is much smaller than it is now yes. I mean, now arguably and there's a big big topic conversation particularly at the moment yoga yoga landers have problems of access and, and, and diversity but it's got a lot better over the mm. last 10 years so when i started my thing was to is was really about getting guys to 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 engage in this practice um for for many reasons and i'm sure you know you're aware of those reasons and and so when stretch was born it was born without you know ganesha statues it was yes. born without you know things that were perhaps a barrier to to it being uh, a full spectrum activity and but the, it was the community that grew up organically around stretch that pulled me out of my former life you know i was still doing music and i was still djing around the world it pulled me out of that and into this world because that was something for me living in london uh, had been missing I, i i spent my i spent my years in brighton from the net from the end of the 90s and very much had a, a like a, a huge extended club culture family in brighton brands you know it's a small town so you walk down the street and you know lots of people from that world and when i moved to london it was quite lonely hmm. and so when, when i started stretch i went from be, hanging out with you know a few guys in anoraks talking about baselines to having this really wonderful broad uh social circle and it was it just pulled me in and also i think everyone else around at the time it was um it's really cool really cool yeah it's amazing to see what you've managed to create because definitely i feel like at home every time on the stretch because uh as, and as i mentioned earlier it's such a uh unexpected thing for me as not being from london not being from uk having community like this in 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 a city like london which is amazing and and it's very forward thinking of you as well like 
having idea like this because now obviously there's more conversation about inclusion in in yoga world and other practice and uh, so that's that's amazing that's that's been always always there and um and obviously we we're friends we talk a lot about all kind of things all kind of topics and now how originally did you get exposed to all of this pondering self-inquiry exploration of human condition because i know you mentioned your 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 degree was quite interesting as well how do you got into all of this stuff even before maybe even before yoga got onto your radar yeah so i mean i was you know i was raised uh i was raised in catholic and i went to catholic catholic schools as a, as a kid so i had you know definitely some serious religious imprinting going on there yeah for, for starters um and so being you know catholic but also like you know anti authority I, I began to question that at a very young age and that led me into into exploring that from an academic point of view so I did you know uh, a levels in you know um, philosophy and politics and um, English and stuff like that into my degree which was humanities in the sense of um, pre- critical traditions in Western intellectual thought um, which you know, it was interesting enough. I mean, it gave me a background to understand, um, I guess, kind of sort of post-enlightenment problems and modernism and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it just sat there in the background while I um, went out and spent years having lots of fun. And it's funny because it, 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 as now as a, as a yoga teacher, being able to frame where we are historically, um, especially in the context of yoga teacher training, is quite useful, you know. That's, yeah, and it, that's a interesting perspective to have to bring into a philosophical aspect of yoga, right? And uh, one thing I'm, I'm really impressed or, or I would like to also ask you about, how do you pretty much combine this, on one hand, this, this, um, self-inquiry and this and these themes that you bring into class or, or these themes that you explore in classes while still maintaining very active and very busy lifestyle and, and working on creating business and, and, and expanding on it. so it's a at times it can seem almost impossible you know to be what would what in what with one leg in in this mm-hmm. it's quite esoteric world of, of philosophy and trying to explore yourself and try to analyze things and, and look deeper and on the hand still be connected with the world with material world and still try to create something bigger how do you how do you balance those two things very little sleep almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I i don't know i guess um do i balance them yeah i guess there is a there is a semblance of balance in all of this um hmm I think you can you can get lost in the the mind you know machine, and I think perhaps as a younger man i I, I definitely got lost in the in the mm. mental machinations um, sometimes quite lost for periods of time but i ha you know I have a couple of things that keep my feet on the floor I've got two young boys mm. which you know that keeps me. Uh, it keeps me grounded. It gives me purpose, and um, 
it means that you know I, my my I can't be in the the ether all the time. I have to have a one foot in the material world, you know. Um, and I think having community is really important, you know, for grounding you when doing all this kind of inner and also um, contemplative work. You know, if you unless you have uh, a foundation, unless you have a root, and you have something mm. holding you literally onto the planet which people do um one can get very lost i think so mm. yeah it, i think they, they work hand in hand makes sense that's cool and um yeah that's a that's that's always for me at least that's a balancing act sometimes you know finding a way of um yeah in between those two sides and 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 staying as you mentioned also grounded the community which is obviously was highlighted to us recently with everything that's been happening in the world, how, how important communities and, and once it's taken away, how, how much, for example, I miss being able to just hang out with friends and hang out with in places like stretch or other gyms, other spaces I like to, to train and move and, and socialize. And, um, how was this whole period for you with, with community and, um, yeah, how how it all played out with community has many people stayed in touch and connected with with stretch community over this time. Mm. Yeah, it's it was it was very it, the sense of community was very powerful. You know, we 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 closed earlier than most. Mm. In fact, there's only only one other person I know that announced they were closing before we did. Um, partly because. You know, I, I don't think people just come here for the yoga. I think they come here for the community. And there was, you know, people are always hugging and embracing. And um, um, yeah, we, we we closed down and we went online quite quite swiftly. Um, I was lucky; I had some help from my friend Adam, who's a um, photographer and videographer, and you know, I kind of understand audio myself, and so we were able to get a good quality online um, offering straight away. And you know, it was it was it was shock and traumatic for people. And where 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 do you go when you need that support? You come to you know, in olden times, perhaps you would go to your church. Yeah. And what's that nowadays? It's maybe it's your yoga studio. You know. So um, we found you know, particularly in the early days, you know, hundreds of people online every day. Um, and we were all shell-shocked, weren't we? We were all, yes. we were all um, in the thick of our, you know, our, our own personal tra trauma responses, you know. And what I found was that the, the yoga teaching went very much straight in. You know, there was, it, it, it meant that all the, the, the fluff and the, uh, the things that it's not about fell away, you know it's not about alignment. You, know, yeah. you can't, you can't communicate alignment over on these screens, you know, um, it meant that the, the kind of yoga that I've been advocating for a while, which is the word sentient keeps coming up. Um, you know, it, I think a friend of mine, um, said this word to me the other day and I was like, this is the, this is a really, really good word because, what we've had to do this whole time is to learn to feel and uh, tend to ourselves and, you know, 
develop our own sovereignty. Mm. And so in the way that we communicate the practice of yoga, instead of like it being a, look, follow me, do this. It was like, actually, this is working for me. How do you, how, how do you find a way to, to make this work for you? And, and um, yeah, I think there was a really good synthesis of where I was heading in terms of teaching and what was required in the moment. Mm. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been a lovely time. And we've had, we've, since we set up a shop, I'm, I'm sat in it at the moment and we set up a shop about a month ago um, because I don't think it's the time to open my yoga studio yet. I don't think it's the right time. Um, and people have come in slowly, you know, and they've said lots of good things. Like, you know, this has really kept me going through this whole period. And I, yeah, it's been, it's been quite satisfying to know that we could have, that we've been of service in this time, you know? That's very powerful. And it's very interesting to what you say that actually delivery of yoga instruction and teaching changed from follow me, do this and let me correct you. Mm. But to like check in with yourself and notice how it feels in, in your body. And, and as I mentioned earlier, that was a big shift for me in the way I move my body, the way I trained them, the way I started approaching my own physical physical practice and that was that was a massive shift and um it's really interesting you say that and it's it's interesting how it how this whole situation with needing to find new ways to communicate changed the landscape of 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 these practices and i think now they are more important than ever and myself personally when this whole start the whole thing started when the lockdown started i felt almost a sense of obligation or need to show up and need to 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 share what i have and 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 teach as much as i can and, and show up because i felt like i've invested all this time learning about these things yeah and now are they they're most applicable and and now i cannot hide away myself personally I, I think i need to share with others and and that's what i did and that was probably the most rewarding time for me in teaching in in, in all these years and and having something tangible like like for me it's breath work and, and and mindfulness and having something like this to share with others that was that was super powerful so it's uh yeah it's a powerful time absolutely man. absolutely and um uh, and how do you see this because sometimes I've, I've been talking to some friends who also practice yoga and some people would say some people would t tell me you know i don't really like online class because it doesn't feel the same so they don't do them yeah. and obviously on the other hand it's also a way of connecting. And uh, how do you feel about this yourself? Is it possible to find exactly the same level of connection with the teaching? Or, or have you been exploring that kind of how to deliver more immersive experiences? Obviously, you're not going to achieve the same experience as being in a yoga studio and, and being in the same space. But have you been exploring how to bring that sense of connection further and do you feel there is a there's a big discrepancy between being in a space and being in your own living room yes and no <laughs> yes and no i think um yeah it's not that it's not the same thing there's something yeah. um there's something very powerful about sharing the same air oddly enough and um you know we we 
we co-regulate as animals, don't we? We co-regulate by, by little expressions, by smiles, by uh, observing body language that's kind of, um, that's accepting and non-defensive, you know, and a little bit of that is lost, I think, in mm. a group, in a group situation. There is, you know, human beings have always come together in, in you know, to gather in ritual, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why yoga has had such such a success because it it ticks so many boxes that are universal and human. Um, having said that, there is also something to be said for um, for a lot of people that that being in their own home, being in a in a hopefully and usually a, a safe place, has meant that for some practices people are able to drop in deeper mm. you know and um maybe i don't know because i i I'll probably talk to them less because they're less forthcoming but there's a you know in every class for me i find that you know around two-thirds of people have their cameras on and then the rest don't and i think maybe the, the there's many reasons for that sometimes your internet connection isn't strong enough to support you know a two-way call you know so it becomes video instead but, you know, the, some people are, I've, I've had communication with them and say, oh, look, I'm sorry, I haven't had my camera on, I'm very shy. And so they've been able to, to be freer than they would in a, in, a, in a space where they feel like they are the locus of that focus. Mm. Um, so there is, there are, there are some silver linings to the situation we're in. And I, I think going forward for me, online isn't going away. And I don't think it is for humanity. I think it's going to be interesting and important how we learn to um, use what we have and the limitations of what we have, but also how we can enhance the way we communicate in, in, this, in this kind of situation through gesture, through um, um, collaboration. And, you know, I work, I kind of, spent a lot of time here when we, we we've had teachers come to the studio to deliver classes so when i wasn't teaching myself excuse me um when i wasn't teaching myself i would have um i would be behind the computer and putting you know doing the tech for the for the for the teachers so um it, it was soon became you know it, it became a thing that i would work out over time that um, if you lower the barrier of entry, people are more likely to come into the conversation. So, you know, you say we've got a chat function in, in your Zoom or what have you. Um, if you come in and say, oh, hi, is everyone all right? Mm. Then you kind of met with this sort of, yeah, great. But if you come in and ask a, a direct question, you know, um, and, and this is great because I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, you know, sometimes you ask a direct question about what it is that you need or what it is you want yeah. or what it, what it is that you're letting go off today. Um, and, you you know, you lessen the, you, you kind of bring down the barriers to getting involved. So it's like if I say to my son, how was your day at school? And he's like, mm. if I say to my son, what was the most interesting thing about your dinner? That was waffles. Yeah. You know, so he's in the conversation. And it, it didn't require a lot and it didn't require him to tell me, you know, exactly give me a neat sna snapshot of how he's feeling. So we worked out there were ways to connect with people or bring them in um, that were quite specific to working online. Mm. So that's, that's a, an area of interest for me right now.
That's so powerful. That's an interesting. That's an interesting approach, and 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 something I've also been trying to analyze and think how to bring some sense of connection through that. And that's a really good way, actually, how to think outside of the box instead of just delivering the the teaching. Actually, engaging with people and connecting and and bringing them into the space and this asking these specific questions is is it sounds like a really good way. Something I definitely need to explore more in my own teaching and my own approach to this. And that's yeah, that's really cool. And um, so you mentioned, you, you think that that's the future. And I guess from now on, it's us learning to communicate better online, communicate more humanly, I guess, and less in a bite-sized chunks and, 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 and communicating. Yeah, how do you see communication developing in, in the future? Do you have any ideas? How do you feel about the whole future? And how do you feel yourself shaping it for yourself your communication through new means of connecting with people i i think um i think learning to communicate online is, is a bit like learning to communicate in real life like there are skills that you can acquire that make you more effective you know um you can you know it's i guess um non-violent communication would be the obvious you know the the obvious kind yeah. of uh, waypointer in that, but and I know it's a bit of a catch word, cat, you know, buzz word or catch catchphrase or something. But um, vulnerability is 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 key mm. to create to creating connection, and so through this pandemic time, you know, like I would be, you know, I would come arrive teaching a yoga class and depending on what was going on and depending what I'd been exposed to and stimulated by or um, concerned by, I would be, I mean, let's be honest, I was probably in a, in a state of trauma, you know, when I, as I was working and as, as I was teaching. Now you would, might ordinarily think that, you know, as a, as a yoga teacher or someone who's holding space, that this wouldn't be a good thing. This would be, you know, I would, I should be a, a, a bastion of equanimity and, and yes. um, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, and, and, and I watched, you know, as I watched as my yoga teachers who come and teach here, they, they, I found themselves, I found them doing the same thing of kind of, yeah. of, of trying to be equanimous when underneath the surface, the heart is, 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 is really tender. And so my thing was, and I think that, you know, a lot of my work and my reading and, my, and the breath work and the presence process and, and stuff like that has taken me to a point where, you know, right here and what's going on right now, well, that's where it's at. Yeah. You know, so, for, you know, if I can talk to you from my heart now, you know, um, and not leave and not abandon you or whoever I'm with, into my own story, if I can be here. And that's not like, poor me, look at me. It's like, can you, can you access what's fresh as a way mm. to communicate? You know? And I think that's what was so good about um, these pandemic sessions. You know, that, and slowly I saw other yoga teachers be able to access the same things. They just dropped in you know, and just were like, yeah, today is really raw for me. This is why, and this, you know, and blah, 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 blah. 
and yeah people you could see people nodding and connecting with that and it's like right great let's not pretend Hmm. to be something other than we're not let's be be real and that's the you know you know i both know that it's like the way the way to freedom is through the feeling through the somatic world through the heart not bypassing it you know and um yeah i think that's that's been a really cool thing that's really powerful that's and i i totally understand what you mean because probably the best experiences for me when I would be teaching or I would be speaking in front of people, it would be always from tapping into that space or finding it somehow. And, and, and now more than ever, I think 80% of the experience that I can share or I can create comes from that space more than from my skill set and knowledge base and, 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 and knowing all the possible techniques or, or yoga poses in the world. So this is powerful. And, um, and how has this always been an easy thing for you to tap into that space or you had to actively work on it or option three is just kind of happened. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yes, no, totally. I, I, I think I would probably credit a couple of my teachers for this. So I, um, I was when I was taught to teach yoga. I was taught very much top top down, mm-hmm. um, you know, precise instructions. Put this here, put that there. Yes, you know, um, and not to, you know, on on the course I was on, I was told not to, you know, we were told not to bring our personal kind of uh, ref, reflections too much into the class. You know, that this was not the place for them. Although my mm. teacher did say, she did, she did tell me to throw that out the window and be myself, which was, bless her, which was very kind. But um, when, you know, a few years ago, I reconnected with a couple of teachers who are very different on the, on different ends of the spectrum um, in terms of, you know, yoga practice and, and um, how that works. Uh, Jim Taran and Mark Aquaviva. And both of them had this, have this, um, this wonderful way that, and I can only describe it as being, as it's like everything is informed by the moment that they're in. Like yes. it's, all, it's like there's knowledge and there's work done and that's, you know, that's in the bank and everything is informed by the moment, you know, and, and then I began to realize, well, this is, this is yoga. This is the teaching of yoga. Mm. So it's, um, as soon as we go into time, we're lost. But if we're here, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And so the, 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 the point of, of yoga and, and teaching and sharing it is, is to be a kind of a, almost like a beacon. Like, a, yes. a, like, here I am, here we are, here, not over there, not, you know, some point in the future, like here now. Um, and it's, just, it's like insanely simple. <laughs> It's yes. ridiculous. It's ridiculously simple. And then, so I've been going around going to everybody, you know, like, oh, you know, everyone, you can all do this. Mm. Like everyone can do it. Everyone has this. It's not, you know, like, you, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything to, to be able to do that. Um, it's, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it is, it is really cool. And that, at times that seems like a, like a superpower, you know, if I can, if I can tap into that, you know, and I find that, from that space, 
I make best decisions and I feel most comfortable my, my about my decisions and what I create. And I think that's that indeed is it, it indeed is, is a powerful thing to be able to do. But as you mentioned earlier, that comes through vulnerability as well, like being able to allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And that's something also been also part of my work recently. And uh, obviously for men and and having these conversations with men, it's sometimes can be interesting and sometimes can be challenging as well. But most recently that's, that has been more of a topic for conversation in terms of men's mental health and, and, and the importance of, of being able to go into that space and, and be vulnerable in a most authentic possible way to be in the present moment and, and be able to connect and be that beacon of light, as you mentioned. And, um, and it, in your own ways, do you have any ways of cultivating that apart from teaching your classes or do you have any other place where you cultivate this for yourself in relationships and, and, and communication and in other practice apart from yoga or, or you have any advice for others to learn to be in that space more often? Mm, I mean, you know, like, you know, breath work and, meditation and yoga and you know in some rope work it, yes. it, it all does the same thing doesn't it all bring you all um will bring you if you let it into the here and now um it's interesting to think about this because i'm reverse engineering it mm. I, I think it, it's something you know it's not a place that you think your way into i think it's something that you that you feel or fall into you know, um, I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know what the mechanics of what happens when I start teaching, but I just, it just happens. And I go to, I go to a place, um, that I used to go to as a young, young man when I'd be sometimes when I was DJing. Yeah. Sometimes I'd de- I'd, and I'd put my hand out and the right record would come into my hand and I wouldn't even look at the covenant and be just like, this is the one I was looking for and I'd put it on the turntables and it would mix perfectly and I'd be in this sort of zone and it wasn't me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, I wasn't doing it. There was some other force that's going, that's moving through. And I think when you, when you, when you find a way to do that, and I don't think you do that through your mind, <laughs> um, it, it becomes, sorry, my, my wife's trying to call me and it's, you can probably hear that. I'm going to say, <laughs> sorry. sorry about that. So, <laughs> so listening back. Um, um, yeah, what was I saying? So yeah, when you, when you find, when you accidentally discover how that works, it's kind of, it's really, really cool because it, it it's not about my efforting. It's not about my mm. personality. Yeah, the personality is there in the background, being silly and making dad jokes, but it isn't about. There's no me focus, you know. Yes. So in the context of, you know, in context of playing music, it, it be, it, you're in the flow of the music, and you're with all the people. In the context of, of of yoga, it's like, I'm I am you, and you are me, and we and mm. I am you know my teaching is in service to you, you know. Um, the meanness of it falls away. The who I think I should be, the 
the and almost like the, the the filter of what I'm saying. You know, it, it, it might sound, it feels like it, it's like a stream of consciousness. Yeah. Not, you know, I haven't screened my words. I haven't, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't held back. And it's, um, it's, it's quite a cool thing to, to, to almost witness yourself doing, you know. I totally understand. And, it's, and, and for me, it's still sometimes hit and miss. Sometimes I'm, I'm not in that space and I go into analyzing when I'm delivering a talk or I'm delivering class or any other way. Sometimes I'm too much in my rational mind. And, and I find what helps me sometimes is having that as a, actually thinking not necessarily as a, perfect way of delivering the class or, or what I have to do right now, but actually thinking of kind of what in the end I want to feel like and what, and imagine how I would like others to feel from this and, and just keeping that almost that end result in mind and, 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 and focusing on that instead of, instead of focusing on delivering perfect, perfect pitch, as you might say, you know, but actually focusing yeah. on that end result of what, what is the feeling that I'm looking there. And that sometimes helps me to, to bypass my rational mind that always wants to make everything perfect and, and everything figured out. And, and second part of this will be also something you also just mentioned is, is the service is the remembering of being of service. And that's a really powerful cue for me to be, uh, forget myself, which is, mm which is at times is very difficult with being self-conscious and always wanting to make everything perfect. But this way it's, uh, it's almost, uh, for the lack of a better word, it's a pack into, into the presence being of service. And I think that's a, yeah, that's a powerful thing. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I remember when I, I, um, I was moving to, I was moving to London and I was, I, you know, I either was doing or had done my teacher training my first one years ago. And I was moving out of DJ world and I met, I met a guy who's a DJ, who's a yoga teacher who's moving into DJ world. Mm -hmm. And we met for his mutual friends and we met for a chat and he said, um, something that stuck with me, he said, um, if you look after yoga, yoga will look after you. Mm. You know, and it's, it's, I think it's, you know, if you're in service to uh, the core principles and um, you know, to that, and not to your, not serving yourself, then, you know, it has a, it has a magic effect. It, it, it soothes you as you deliver it. Yeah. You know, teaching yoga is, you get so much back that you're not, that you don't expect. And it, 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 it's like, a, this, you realize it's just this reciprocal cycle. You know, it's just that that's the way life is. It's like just, you know, you, you're getting all this love back and it's pouring through you and it's pouring back in and it's a beautiful thing, man. It is indeed a beautiful thing. And, and as well, you know, some people might be listening and they think, oh, I'm not teaching yoga. You know, how is it rel relevant to me? But I find this applies in so many other things in, in life and it's, it's just beyond because you're, you're talking about yoga, right? You're instructing yoga classes with postures and, and movement. I'm instructing how to breathe but i but in, in the end of the day the state we're in when we're teaching is hopefully very similar and coming from the that space of what you've been i remember you've been using quite a lot in the teach training subtlety 
and uh, and that's that's how I can usually describe it for myself the best is finding that subtlety in the in the experience. Yeah. And um, so yeah, and but moving on to your new endeavors and 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 what is your plan now with with stretch and and obviously you open your store and and how are you developing now the community where are you moving forward what's your plans and if you can share any of those yeah sure <laughs> well it's um i think what do they call it they call it a black swan moment don't they in terms mm. of like who knows what the hell's going on we, we are really are in uh I think mean, liminal space, liminal is the buzzword of 2020, isn't it? So, but it is, it's impossible to know where we're going, which um, again brings us back to the validity and the importance of being present, living in the moment. Um, but, you know, just to keep things interesting, you've got to have a sense of direction. So, um, for me, it's about well, everything has a thread of community to it. The festival, mm. the shop, the shop we've just opened that I'm sat in. Um, every, every product tells a story and every, every product has a person behind it. And it's our, you know, it's our community close up and then people who are related to that. So um, that's been a really cool journey. It's been great to support lots of local makers and uh, businesses and for that in turn to support us. And uh, so that's been a fun project. It's, um, it's far from done. It's a constant, constantly evolving thing like anything. Uh, with the yoga studio, we're, we're gonna stay closed for a little bit. I don't, feel it, I don't think it's the right time to open. Um, this is a, you know, it's a, a space that has always been safe for people mm. and so, Ironically enough, we've added health and safety. It doesn't feel like it's a safe space. It feels like a place that you might be slightly on edge. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people don't just come here for the yoga, they come here to connect. And if that's, um, if that's not so possible, then I don't know if I want it to, you know, I, I don't want it to be a lesser version of itself. So, for for that reason and the fact in all honesty i don't want to work, work 400 times harder for like you know just to keep it ticking over i'm gonna i'm gonna um see it and feel how this all pans out you know on a moment to moment basis um i had to do a lot i did a lot of head scratching and then i was like actually why am i head scratching it's like the, the decision is mine and it's made from here so i decided not to um However, the online will continue and it will evolve and it's, I can say it's going to be turning into something new and exciting um, um, for all the reasons we, we discussed. So something beyond the offering that we have now. And that's really, really making me uh, very excited. And, uh, and that's probably about as much as I can, I can say about that at the moment because, you know, um, first rule of magic is containment, isn't it? Something like that. Um, and so we're doing that and Excel is off the cards for this year, but it will come back next year um, as soon as it can. So yeah, it's um, business as usual, but, but also not at the same time. Mm. Yeah, definitely. We cannot predict anything, right? It's just being in a moment, probably the most applicable skill right now in this point in time in 2020. 
Um, and how uh, listeners could find uh, your classes, uh, stretch or any other way, connect with you? Yes, yeah, so um, you can connect, you, you can, uh, well, I, you come to the website and find the classes. It's um, stretch-london.com. Um, but, you know, I'm on uh, Instagram, as everyone else in the world, I think, um, as Carl 4 and then as uh, stretch underscore London. And that's probably the best way to, to reach out. Mm, thank you. Anything else you'd like to add or for the... Hmm. <laughs> no, open ended question. No, it is an open ended question, isn't it? You need to lower the barrier of entry. Yes. So like, what, what did you have for lunch that was good? <laughs> um, um, no, I think we, we've touched a lot of yeah, a lot of spaces and a lot of things in this conversation that are um, important to me at the moment. I think powerful yeah. stuff. And now, uh, yeah. yeah, as as I cannot recommend more than enough your classes and, and actually, yeah, hearing that experience and having that experience is, is probably the best place to experience the first hand in your class. And, and I totally miss those. So definitely will be there online. And um, so, yeah, thank you for your time today. And it was a real pleasure as always to chat and, and touch on these, on these, yeah, interesting subjects. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Good to, good to chat. <laughs>